Rutgers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for our fan sided and one of the founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, where you can find all of our takes mainly on Twitter at trilogy underscore pod. We are a podcast and blogging platform that was founded by two or three friends, two of my other friends, I guess I can't count myself, but one of them is joined with me here today, and that is Trevor, aka Sunshine Bender. He is the host of the Packers Trilogy podcast, and he is here to talk some Brewers prospects with me today. Before we get there, how are you doing today, buddy? You know, I I am doing just peachy. Peachy? Yep. Okay. I'm going to impeach you just for giving me that plain response. Oh, that was that was <laughs> bad, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to bring out some dad jokes, but all right, don't appreciate them. Whatever. No, I, no. Okay. In order for a dad joke to be good, it has to be bad. Okay. Well, what do you call a hot dog on Halloween? Uh, I don't know. A Halloweeny. <laughs> wow not even a laugh that was that was just rude <laughs> no you, no you got you got a pity laugh i think <laughs> <sighs> all right contemplating restarting this podcast just kidding we're not gonna do that <laughs> we're gonna jump into our prospects <laughs> wait are you trying to tell me something that you're preparing to be a dad oh god no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. You got to be married before you have a kid, and I'm not that yet, so <laughs> not until April. Well, you're almost there. A few more months. We're getting there. But Yeah, we should probably yeah. talk prospects. <laughs> Let's talk Brewer's prospect, not Little Tyler prospects. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hey. was a good one. Holy All right, we're, we're getting warmed up now. <laughs> All right, prospect number 15 is Peyton Henry, he is a catcher in the Brewers minor league system, and we're actually, I feel like, kind of lucky to get him. He grew up in a wrestling family. His grandfather won 10 state championships as a coach out in Utah. That obviously plays to Peyton Henry's advantage because he was always A, wrestling, and B, weightlifting. So when you look at his frame, he's 6'1", and then 215 pounds of muscle. So an absolute bus behind home plate in high school he was a two-time Gatorade player of the year the Brewers ended up drafting him in the sixth round in 2016 this caught many off guards other scouts didn't believe he would go until the 15th round so rather than attending Birmingham Young 
Peyton Henry decided, eh, let's just let's start my professional career now because I got drafted higher than I thought. So that he did do. Trevor will tell us a little bit about his earlier days. And I think before we get there, one important piece to remember was he was invited to big league camp to start 2000 and the 2019 season, which is very uncommon for a young catcher who hasn't made it super far in the minors yet. So the Brewers, I think, think very highly of him. But Trevor's going to tell us a little bit about what he's done so far. Yeah. First, before I get to his stats so far in his professional career, I very much grew up in a wrestling family as well. So I really appreciate him doing that as well. I've wrestled my whole life through high school and I do think it's a sport that helps you in pretty much any other sport you can think of it helps you in life there's just a lot of great life life lessons I learned so I am super excited about this kid and that might be just because of his background but I I do think just as a former wrestler I do think it helps tremendously in a bunch of aspects of my life so I'm sure it's helping him as well. Um, so getting into his professional career in 2016 and 2017, um, he played in Arizona and Pioneer Rookie Leagues. In 2018, though, he had the full season up in Wisconsin for the Timber Rattlers, where he hit 10 home runs, 41 RBIs on a 234 batting average. So he did strike out on 32% of his at-bats and a walk percentage of 10%. Now, if you look behind the plate in that 2018 season, he threw out 44% of runners stealing and only had six pass balls all season. So from those numbers, he kind of... He was very solid in that 2018 season, but then you fast forward to 2019, he just kind of exploded onto the scene playing in high A Carolina ball. He hit 14 home runs and had 75 RBIs. He had a 242 batting average. His strikeout percentage was unchanged, kind of around that 30-ish percent mark. But he did walk a lot less, which obviously is unfortunate. But he still he still did very well. And his OPS is 7-11. Defensively, he threw out 37% of batters. He had nine pass balls. So for the most part, a little bit more power, a little bit more average, more RBIs, more production that way. But walked a little bit less threw out a little bit less runners um, and had a few more pass balls, but you would kind of expect that when he's moving up in the ranks and playing tougher competition that he's not going to be able to throw out as many people or and stuff like that. But I, I do think what he's been able to show in terms of progression at the plate I think is exciting, and hopefully they continue to work on defensively keeping the best that he can do and I think he'll be fine in that regard those aren't like eye dropping like decreases in those percentages and things but just something to monitor for a hitting approach he is very balanced uses both fields opposite pull so that is good he hits primarily ground balls which like we have talked about in previous podcasts 
You know, nowadays we want to see that fly ball percentage go up. His is currently in the low 30s throughout his minor league career. Um, so you can imagine with his power, his strength that he has that Tyler was talking about earlier, you can only imagine if he kind of gets with the launch angle revolution that those power numbers might skyrocket even more in the upcoming seasons. Yeah, that I agree. I love the fly ball percentage stats. It's interesting to monitor, as you mentioned, in this era. And yeah, in 2019, when he exploded onto the scene, he did have a few multi-home run games, two of them to be exact. So it's always exciting to see players do that. And I would like to back up a little bit. You were talking about um, his percentage in throwing out batters. So in 2019, it was 37% and then 44% the season before. You compare that with Manny Pena, who's regarded as one of the best defensive catchers in the game. You back up to 2017 and 18 when he was playing a lot more. In 2017, he threw out 36% of runners excuse me, and 41% in 2018. So you look at Peyton Henry's numbers there, he's, he's right on cue with what you would want of what you can consider an elite base run thrower outer in the major leagues. So that's exciting to know he's got a strong arm back there. As for how he looks in the batter's box, there really isn't a whole lot to say. Uses a pretty average leg kick, keeps his hands at about chest height, and they really don't move much. There's not a lot of movement with him going on in general. It's just a very simple swing, but Given his frame, given his builds, he knows how to generate power and use his body to his advantage, which I think is another advantage of being a wrestler. You definitely have a good feel uh, for yourself and how things work. So that definitely helps contribute to his power numbers, and I fully expect them to keep rising as he keeps moving on throughout his career. Switching over to prospect number 14, we have Lucas Urseg. So I think fans are a little bit more familiar with this name. He is a third baseman and first baseman, primarily in the minor league system. He was a second-round pick in 2016 and bats from the left-handed side and throws from the right. He progressed through the minor, the lower ranks, excuse me, the minors really quick. And I think one interesting backstory about him is he's got a little bit of a a darker history, at least for his personal life. His mother battled alcoholism growing up. He had a strained relationship with his father. He did enough to graduate high school and ended up attending the University of California, Berkeley to play baseball. But unfortunately, he flunked out after his first year. And then he ended up having to transfer to an NAIA school where he then eventually was drafted. But, I mean, this is a definition of a guy who knows that nothing's handed to you and you have to work for it. So I think it's a cool story and how he has battled adversity throughout most of his life and obviously still is battling a little bit of that today as he's trying to work his way up to the big league club and live the dream as an MLB player. So Trevor will tell us a little bit about how he's done since 2016. After he was drafted, he was assigned to the Pioneer Rookie League where he actually hit 400 in 26 games that was 105 at bats then because he was crushing it they had him go up to the timber rattlers for the remaining 42 games of the season where he hit 281 with seven home runs and 29 rbis so 
his first year of professional baseball was incredible, and that should make sense because Tyler just told you that he was able to progress through those lower ranks really quick. So moving ahead to 2017, he was assigned to High A Carolina, the Mudcats. He led the Carolina League um, that season with 81 RBIs. He also had 15 homers and a 256 batting average. So that batting average was considerably lower than what he had been the year before, and he really did not show good plate discipline. Discipline. Um, he was awful, often hitting outs due to weak contact because he's reaching out of the zone and he wasn't drawing very many walks. He didn't have good day plate discipline like I said he did have 10 at-bats in AAA in 2017. 2018 he started in AA Biloxi he hit 248 in that full season there uh, with 13 home runs 51 RBIs and didn't really show any sort of improvement in his plate discipline. Moving along to last season in 2019 a pretty disappointing one for him. Hit 215 with a career high 25% strikeout percentage. So obviously that's not something you want to see a player who progressed very quickly through the lower ranks and now he's kind of taken a step back and now he's striking out more. Obviously that's not something you want to see. Uh, he did have 15 home runs, 52 RBIs. He started the year off strong, but really kind of faltered down the stretch and wasn't the same player going down the stretch run of the season. Hit five of his uh, 15 home runs in May. So again, that just kind of reiterates the fact that he was effective early on, but something happened that he wasn't quite so effective moving forward later on into the season. Yeah, while it does seem like he's kind of been dropping off as he's been progressing throughout the ranks of the minor league system. He is a well-decorated uh, and accomplished minor leaguer. He was an all-star in 2016 and 2017, postseason all-star in 2017, two-time player of the week that occurred both in 2017, which was that year he led the Carolina League with 81 RBIs. So he definitely has the stuff and the confidence when he's right to be a very productive player. He's he's just got to find it again. It's all about battling that adversity that I was talking about when I first introduced him. But looking at his swing, it's a pretty simple swing. He keeps his hands high like most hitters do near the shoulder. The bat is always moving, so it's always rocking back and forth right up until he's ready to dive the hands in and bring the... Uh, handle of the bat towards the pitcher and start swinging so I think that's just a timing thing for him doesn't like to stand still likes to be a little bit looser in the box rather than being stiff legged I think this is a player that most if not all people that want to learn about prospects and you were listening to all these other ones you might not have recognized many of the names outside of maybe Tyrone Taylor you might not have recognized a lot of the names of Bobby Wall, but I think this is one that a lot of people are going to really recognize. And I do think even though he has declined in terms of, in 2019, his batting average and his strikeout percentage and those things, but I do think the fact that he progressed so fast might have been part of that 
that most of the time the players are in that lower A ball or double A a little bit long or low A and high A a little bit longer than he was. And maybe that helps them develop a little bit more. But hopefully now being in double A, hopefully he can just continue to progress. And now that he's had a full season there, a couple full seasons there, that he can really get a hang of it and start making his way towards triple A in the majors. Yeah, I agree. It he'll be he'll be one to monitor closely um throughout twenty twenty, especially being this high of a prospect and a little bit more well known name as you said. I think that is going to wrap us up for today. Make sure you're checking out the Packers Trilogy podcast and the Bucks Trilogy podcast. We post We have all of our content about those respective teams on those platforms, so check them out, and we will catch you later, Brewer fans. 